We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. Thank you for spending time with us here today on Journey to Center. Yes, relationships and life can certainly be challenging, confusing, and complicated. Something that has helped me make more sense of this crazy place called Earth is to see things from higher ground, from the vantage point of my soul. Here's a great quote from Pierre de Chardin. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And someone who helped me get clear on what this really means and how to start living from this higher altitude is an internationally acclaimed author and teacher. And I personally owe him a debt of gratitude for changing the trajectory of my life. I don't think I've ever been more excited for a show. We have the honor and privilege of spending time with Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis. Gary is an internationally acclaimed author and teacher with over 6 million copies of his books in print in over 30 languages distributed all over the world. Some of his books include The Dancing Wooly Masters, Spiritual Partnership, The Heart of Soul, The Mind of Soul, Soul to Soul, Soul Stories, and the book that literally transformed my life, The Seat of the Soul. Gary's a Harvard graduate and has served time in Vietnam as a U.S. Army Green Beret officer. Gary lives in Oregon with his spiritual partner, Linda Francis. Linda has been in the healing profession for over three decades as a registered nurse and doctor of chiropractics. Linda has co-authored several books with Gary and is the co-founder of the Seat of the Soul Institute, the premier organization dedicated to assisting individuals in the alignment of the personality with the soul and living a life of authentic power. So, Linda and Gary, thank you so much for saying yes to this interview today. You're welcome, Tammy. It's, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, we yes. really, uh, really have a lot of gratitude to be able to talk to you and, and the others listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. I personally can't believe it's the Seat of the Soul's 25th anniversary. I read it about 23 years ago, and it's such timeless, wise, and wonderful material. And I know Oprah Winfrey said it was the only second to the Bible as far as important books. So that's, that's a pretty big endorsement. That is. That's about the biggest endorsement that um, I, I think um, Oprah can make. Yeah, that's pretty profound. And I know it's changed millions of people's lives. And I also know Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey have contributed a preface and a new forward from you, Gary, in your book. So I want to talk a little bit about why the book is different now with this big anniversary and what's available. Um, I mean, the book changed my life, but it's even more powerful and even interactive now. So you can tell me what's going on with it. Well, as you pointed out, it's got new front matter, the wonderful prefaces by Oprah and Dr. Maya Angelou, and a new introduction by me. But for me, the really exciting thing is an 85-page study guide at the back of the book. This study guide is significant. It's, it's one-fifth of the book now. And for every chapter in the book, there's a chapter study guide that helps anyone reading this book take the concepts that are in it, like emotional awareness and responsible choice and authentic power and aligning your personality with your soul into your life in everyday, concrete, practical ways. And that is the big addition to the book. 
Well, also, Blowout, I want to say that um, for each chapter, you've written um, a really beautiful synopsis of, from your point of view 25 years later and really explained uh, what, you, uh, what you meant by uh, evolution and what it means to you now, it's, uh, for instance, in the first chapter, and some very probing questions with each chapter, plus many things to do for people to practically bring that into their life. Yeah. yeah, that sounds amazing. Like I said, it was so powerful before, and it sounds like you've really taken it to the next level. As much as we could. We, the level we've taken it to is the level of supporting people in applying these ideas. There's also an, an online study guide extension, and those links are in the back of the book. And when you go to the online extension, there are uh, videos. I recorded 17 of them. And audio meditations, I recorded 16. All of this to help people create authentic power. But what is authentic power? Yes, let's talk about that. I'm going to talk about the difference between power and authentic power and the difference between being a five-sensory human and multi-sensory human. Let's get into the real meat of this material. that's, that's That's where I try to stay all the time. The difference between... Multi-sensory perception and five-sensory perception is that someone who's five-sensory really doesn't have any other way to learn about the world except for what they can see and hear and taste and touch and smell and then to think about those things with the intellect. And that's the way that we have been as a human family since our origin. But now something huge is happening. The perception of millions of us is expanding beyond those limitations and within just a few generations, all of us in the Earth School, all humans, will be multi-sensory. We'll have another sense of who we are that's not limited to the physical. We'll be able to sense ourselves as more than bodies and more than minds. And our worlds as more than chance, but as meaningful and purposeful in helping us to grow spiritually And the universe is more than dead and random and cold, but is alive and wise and compassionate. So this huge expansion of perception is happening now. And it's happening inside millions of us. And it's bringing a new potential. And that is authentic power. I think it's uh, important, beloved, to say that there have always been multisensory people in our human uh, experience, uh, usually many leaders of uh, religions were multisensory. Uh, there have been people in indigenous cultures and others who have been multisensory, but Gary's talking about a huge transformation that's happening inside of all of us mm-hmm. and is already in process. And that's very exciting uh, because when you realize that it's it's going to be the new norm to be multisensory. It is that now. And yeah, it's multi-sensory. like we're waking up. Yes, yes. We're seeing who we really are, how precious we are. Mm, and as I love you wake that. Up to, yeah, go ahead, Tammy, please. So, yeah, what I hear you saying, because I'm, I'm familiar with the content in your book, is that we're moving out of a fear-based human experience to a more heart-based, love-based well, human experience, is that sort accurate? Of, sort of yes and no. We are moving beyond the limitations of the five senses. We're becoming more aware 
of a larger context in which we live, in which we grow, in which we learn. However, this doesn't make us any more heart-centered. Not at all. It makes us more aware. Mm -hmm. And now that we're more aware, we see that we have a choice about how we're going to use our personalities. Are we going to use them to impress others, to try to influence others, to make ourselves feel better and safer? To try to manipulate and control others? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the pursuit of external power, and that's what we did to evolve when we were five centuries. And we were trying to survive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it served us well when we were running from dinosaurs, but it seems like we're we're essentially safe, most of us. Yes. So moving up the hierarchy of needs. Yes, you could say that. That, that. that reflects back to Abraham Maslow. But what I'm suggesting is that we are in a quantum transition, a big jump, a discontinuous change from what we were as a five-century species for the most part to what we are now becoming, which is a multi-century species, that we're no longer evolving by surviving and surviving by pursuing the ability to manipulate and control, which is external power. But we are becoming a multi-sensory species, and we are evolving by growing spiritually, and we're growing spiritually by creating a new kind of power, and that is authentic power, the alignment of the personality with the soul. Yes, living with our personality in service to the soul, and to me, that's the only thing that's brought me any kind of peace or fulfillment. Yes, Yes, it's the only thing that can, because as you pursue external power, there's only emptiness there. It can't bring you fulfillment. But how do you do it? That's the question. Yes, answer that question, Gary. (laughs) How do we do this? How how do you align your personality with your soul when you're angry, when you're jealous, when you're resentful, when you can't stop craving food or alcohol or sex or wanting to watch pornography? Or you feel like you want more money or fame or... Or you have it, and then you feel empty, and you don't know what to do. Yes, when you feel like killing someone, or you feel like killing yourself, then how do you align your personality with your soul? That's what the seat of the soul is about. That's what allows you to change from an experiencer of your life into an experimenter with your life, from a victim of your experiences to a creator of your experiences, That's what the seat of the soul is about. So if anyone who's listening to us has a resonance with that, please come to seatofthesoul.com, S-E-A-T, like what you sit on, of the S-O-U-L dot com. And there you'll see all this information. You'll you'll see the study guide, the online study guide. That's all free. You can get the book. You can first order the book, the 25th anniversary of the Seat of the Soul, and look at the what's in it now. Even if you, even if you have the old Seat of the Soul without the study guide, um, pick up the new one. There's so much in it. It is so important. Yeah, buy the new one. It's, if, if it's been a while since you read the Seat of the Soul, I would suggest that you reread it because you'll reread it with new eyes. And also, when you reread it in the 25th anniversary edition, it's still the same book, but you have the study guide and study groups that you can form to yes. help you explore and grow together right. in creating authentic power. Or you can study it more deeply on your own or with your partner or with anyone that you want to, or you can find some people who want to study with you. 
because um, that's the way um, I've learned about creating authentic power. Mm-hmm. It's through my own experimenting, my own feeling what's going on in me and choosing differently. Each time I know I'm in fear, whether it's anger or feeling jealous or feeling superior or feeling inferior, I have to keep challenging those parts of me that are based in fear that, that are painful if I feel them in my body and choose differently. That's how I create authentic power, step by step. And to do that, it really helps to have other people with you to see things that you might not be seeing. So that's why a study group is very, very supportive and helpful. Yeah, creating that connection and community, I know that was a big piece of the puzzle for me and really going higher with, you can understand something intellectually, but to really apply it, I do think it helps to have people reflect back to us and what what are our blind spots. And and, and you always do, Tammy. The Earth School provides you people to (laughs) help you become aware of the frightened (laughs) parts of your personality. In the vernacular, that means they push your buttons. Yeah, whether they're aware of it or not. (laughs) You don't have... And, and, and you are continually given the requirement of what you're going to do, react as you have in the past or respond in a different and constructive way. That's creating authentic power. But when yeah. you're doing this with others who are aware of the same thing and are striving for the same thing, then you can support one another. You can say to each other when you think it's appropriate, if you think, for example, if Linda thinks that I'm uh, in a frightened part of my personality because she thinks I might be irritable or impatient or I'm not really being present or respectful to someone, she might say uh, to me at an appropriate time, beloved, was that a frightened part of your personality? Mm-hmm. She won't say that was a frightened part of your personality because she can never be sure she's projecting something. Right. So she asked the and, question. But you asked the question and... and or, I, I'm, or I might say to you, do you think you're coming from love? Or you might say the same thing to me, to remind me. Exactly. Do you think you're trusting the universe? I mean, there are many ways to support someone, but when you do support someone, it's important that you're aware of what your intention is, why you're doing that. Such a that. powerful word, intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something I hear that you, you're both saying, it's about really being spiritual rock climbers and helping each other get to higher ground, wanting to get to higher ground ourselves, but then using this relationship and this, this connection and maybe creating this community so that we can all become more loving, soulful human beings. Is that accurate? That is a lovely analogy, and it is accurate, except in one way. I, I, I like to climb, too. I like mountains, but a spiritual partner cannot pull another spiritual partner up. Like uh, someone can get to the summit first, and then you've got the rope in your hands, and you can say, hold yes. on, and we'll pull you up. You can't do that for someone else. When you're right. angry, when you're impatient, when you're jealous, only you can challenge those parts yes. of your personality in that moment. And only you know what intention you're going to choose to do that. Are you doing it because you do not want to be controlled by that part of your personality any longer? Or you're doing it because you don't want to get fired from your job or because you want people to think about you in a certain way. Well, one way is the pursuit of authentic power. Which always comes from love. Yes. Authentic power comes from love. When you get down to the bedrock intentions, like you said, that's a big word. The Mm -hmm. biggest one, maybe. You only have two intentions. It may seem like you've got uncountable intentions, but... The farther down you go in exploring what your intention really is, eventually you come to see that 
your intention is either coming from love or it's coming from fear. It's coming from the desire to make yourself feel better about yourself or manipulate someone else or influence someone else or get something from the world or mm -hmm. it's coming from love because you want to give a gift. No strings yes. attached. And you give a gift not because you want something out of it, but uh, like a bird sings or flies. Yeah. And by the way, Tammy, we're not saying that it's easy to do this. Uh, it, it's really when you have a part of you, let's say, that feels depressed or feels uh, angry with someone or feels jealous or feels uh, inferior. I don't. In fact, I can give you examples of that in my own life. But um, when you feel that way, but you recognize it. See, this is the thing, beginning to recognize it as a fearful part of your personality that you do not need to let control you. Well, what's the example you were thinking about, beloved? Well, I was thinking, um, I'll just give you an example. Of when, when I met Gary, I had read the, I'd read the Dancing Wooly Masters in, in 1979. It was very impactful to me. And then I read, then I saw Gary's name on a book in 1989, and that was The Seat of a Soul. And I read it, and I just, I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was um, so resonant with me. I knew what was in the book was true inside of me, and then I met Gary a few years later, and I felt so inferior to him when I, when I met him that I didn't want to speak to him. I didn't feel worthy to speak to him. And yet... Something happened. Um, I, I was with him for about a week at a spiritual retreat that he was speaking at and I was a participant at. And I realized during that retreat that I was being uh, offered an opportunity by the universe to uh, connect with him. And I chose to connect with him even though parts of me did not want to do that and felt like there's no way. This is wrong. It couldn't be right because I'm so inferior. And, but I decided I am, I am not going to let that part of me run my life anymore. Hmm. And I uh, went forward and uh, decided to create a spiritual partnership with Gary if he wanted that. And we did that, and we've been together since 93. Uh, so it's been uh, quite a beautiful um, partner, partnering together. And, and as Linda said, it's not easy. Yes, it takes courage. When, when you're spiritual partners, which means when you're in a partnership between equals for the purpose of spiritual growth, you will each activate in the other parts of your personality that are painful, and if you act on them, create destructive consequences. You'll get into power struggles. And that's Meaning, when, I think I'm right, and Gary thinks he's right. You know, anytime you're in an argument, we call it we call it a power struggle because it's right. a a power struggle for external power. I want to be right and get what I want, and Gary wants to be right. It's always true. Right. So then, Seeking from the outside in, fulfillment from the outside in, which doesn't really yes, ever work. Yes. For a moment you feel good, but it's a frightened part of your personality that feels good. But you, if you feel deeply inside of you, you'd feel a lot of pain if you were feeling in your body. And um, that's not the way that I want to live my life. I want to feel what's going on in my body and see there's fear here, there's a part of me that wants to be right, but I do not want that to act on that. And so what I do is feel it and notice its thoughts and choose not to act from that place. And open Acknowledge my heart. it and then make a different choice. Yes, make a different choice by opening my heart and doing my best to 
do to act from the from the clearest place I can and from the healthiest place I can in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. liberation. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> to not be motivated by the fear. Indeed. Now, something not be, something yeah. you guys have both talked about, I think this was on your Super Soul Sunday interview with Oprah and I wrote it down, the conflicts of a human life are directly proportional to the distance at which the energy of the personality exists separately than the soul. So what I hear you saying is that you keep setting the intention to choose living from the soul. Yes, that's exactly it. The pain in your life is directly proportional to, let me put it this way, you are a powerful and creative, compassionate and loving spirit. And the pain in your life is a measure of the distance between your self-image and that reality. When you see yourself as invisible, powerless, unworthy, when you hate yourself, when you uh, think of yourself as unattractive, unlovable, incapable of loving, all of that pain shows you how far you are in your self-perception from what you actually are, which is a powerful and creative, compassionate and loving spirit. And the seat of the soul shows you how to reduce that distance to zero. That's so incredibly powerful. I could listen to you say that repeatedly, almost like a meditation. Yeah, yeah. That just takes you to that place, the soul place. You know, one of the things, um, Tammy, I wanted to say is that um, for all these years, Gary and I have been doing um, events, workshops, um, retreats, and things like that. And one of the things that we always wanted was to have ongoing support for people. And so for the last several years, we've been putting together programs and ways of supporting people ongoingly. And one of the things that we did was to, Gary added the um, the study uh, guide in the back of the Seat of the Soul for its 25th anniversary, and then the extension online. And we also created what we call a life school. And uh, that is uh, an online, it's, it's a program that um, is, is partly online, but we also share with people monthly. And I think we, uh, it, it's really quite amazing. Cause we well, can I can tell you what that is. The, the Life School is an ongoing dynamic support program. Linda and I have wanted to create it for the longest time so that we can support anyone, anywhere, anytime. Yes, it's our in, membership in, program. In, in, in the world. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that when, you, when you're a student in the Life School, uh, once a month, uh, we'll have a webinar. We'll get together online, and you'll hear a talk, and Linda, a live streaming video from Linda and me. And then afterwards, we'll get together on a conference call, and you'll be able to ask us questions. So if you're studying the seat of the soul on your own or in a study group, you'll have questions, and you can ask them to us directly and send them in. Mm-hmm. Then... There's also the opportunity, a part of the experience, is to a small group interaction. So you can talk in a group of three or four people with fellow students from around the world. And in addition to that, there's a, a large learning library of videos and other things, all accessible by topic. And in addition to that, there's an, a, an online spiritual partnership forum where you can go and discuss what happened in your study group, if you're in a study group, or what happened in the last live session and questions you had or experiences that you have creating authentic power. 
You can deepen your spiritual partnerships virtually. All of that is part of the life school. And the life school you can use either concurrently with the uh, study guide or as a follow-on to the study guide. So wow. this is what Linda and I just this last month have, have introduced, both the 25th anniversary edition of the Seat of the Soul with its study guide and study guide extension online and the Seat of the Soul Life School. So we can now have interviews like this and talks online and on the air. We can go places and give events and support people afterwards. So they don't yeah, have to go back to the powerful vortex to help people evolve consciously. If Earth is a school and you want to get your master's or PhD, you're creating that opportunity in that forum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That's right. The, the, the Earth School is, it exists with or without us, but we sort of, uh, we called it the Life School because it's an accelerated version. It, it, <laughs> you're not going to get anything more, but we'll help you become aware of what you're getting all the time in the Earth School, which are opportunities to grow spiritually. And others to um, to work with in spiritual partnership. Precisely. Yeah, connecting with others of like mind. And, you know, it's exactly. said when two or more come together. So I know you're creating just a powerful opportunity for people to really take advantage of this earth school. And, you know, like you're a tutor, you know. And sometimes we need tutors. We need help. Yes. And everyone so I want to read an excerpt from... The back of your book, to me, that really describes the seat of the soul. Um, And you say, Gary, align your personality with your soul and move toward becoming a being of light, whole, empowered, and secure. Humbleness, forgiveness, clarity, and love. All the gifts of spirit take root and bloom. You draw to yourself the universe's greatest gift, human beings with an open heart. Rather than a soul and a body, become a body and a soul. Reach for your soul, reach even farther. The impulse of creation and power authentic. The hourglass point between energy and matter. That is the seat of the soul. What does it mean to touch that place? It's exciting to come of age spiritually. You guys are making it exciting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, it is exciting. I'm just honored and blessed to be connecting with you, having this conversation and getting this information out to the world. You guys are just um, really the living examples. You're really doing the work. So I'm just so, I'm just bowing to you. Namaste from my heart to yours. So, so very grateful. You're welcome, Tammy. Thank you for the invitation to be on your show. It's a joy. It is a joy. Much better than that. Connecting from the heart. So to my listeners, thank you for spending time with us here today. I'm incredibly honored to be connecting with you and if you want to get a hold of me tammybphd.com god bless you onward and upward bye for now